0: This is the Bushwick Variety Show, and I'm Alex Stevens III. Greetings, neighbors, friends, citizens of the world, and conscious beings of all various types. Thank you very much for listening to the Bushwick Variety Show. This is episode number 17. In this episode, I speak with Phantom Vanity, or specifically, I speak with Boyd, the lead singer and founding member, and Henry Ramon, the keyboard player and co-producer on some of the tracks. Uh, We talked about the music industry. We talked about all different types of things. They're a Brooklyn-based band. Um, If they have to identify within a genre, they would say soul, funk, folk. Also, quick heads up, my band, I'm the Third, which also is kind of soul, funk, hip-hop, we're playing Coney Island on June 9th. I'll give you more information on that as it comes out. Um, But anyway, I had a great time talking with Phantom Vanity. Uh, We talked about Sound Mind Collective, great resource, and another project uh, to help indie artists and just help cultivate art in New York City and Brooklyn. Um, and lifted crew their former stuff but yeah i had a great time talking with them and at the end uh, they sang a song sang and played a song for us so listen for that and let's get on right into it this is phantom vanity let's have a conversation welcome phantom vanity or two how, how how big is the group
1: um we're traditionally about five including yeah everybody sometimes horns sometimes we add horns and that will get us up to seven but pretty much we really stay around five
0: i'm, I'm familiar with that lineup myself personally and yeah. the expanding augmenting options um how long have you guys been been playing together
1: um, we're really like about a year and a half, maybe, but really the, the EP was released a, um, a year and a half ago. And then pretty much for the most part, everyone that's playing in the band now kind of has been with me almost from the beginning and now are permanent members of this conglomerate.
2: Of, uh, we go way back. I slowly trickled in. <laughs> we were in a band together for many years
1: yeah
2: shout out to lifted crew hey <laughs> and uh we you know we old friends almost a decade now and uh i played on a i wrote a song with her on the first record the secret track at the end called oh dream and uh that was great
0: now the first record for this project yes or? Yep.
2: for this project yep. and that
0: one's uh vintage slacker, vintage slacker. slacker. yeah vintage slacker That's
2: Girl, it. Right. cool and uh and now I'm like working with her on new material for her next record. So I'll be one of the producers on it and we're in the works, you know? So by the fall, hopefully that's, we'll release a new project.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: With, nice. you know,
0: um, And why don't you guys introduce yourselves and what you do in the band
2: uh, for the listeners? Well, um, I'm Henry Ramon. I'm a keyboard player and producer and music educator. And, uh, I'm her dad. (laughs) And, uh, and I, you know, I grew up in New York and been playing keys for a long time. And I play with different people and have some different projects. And I'm excited to be part of this project. And, you know, we're just, uh, we're trying to make it happen. (laughs) Where where did you guys meet?
1: Oh, man. Uh, we met over, like, ten years ago. And we... We're it's going been 10 years, to, yeah, wow. It's been, it's, been, it's been 10 years, and we were in a, another band together, as he said previously, called Lifted Crew, and that's where we really, like, became friends, and I think maybe, did you sub on a gig, and, like, how did you I, get I met into-
2: Lifted because I had, uh, I stopped playing for about a year, I injured my hand badly, On a gig, someone like shut a keyboard stand on my hand, anyway. And I was, I knew the band, Emergency Service. They were some homies, and I played with them back in the day. And I just went to see them at the Canal Room, which is closed now. Oh, really? And uh, I had met the sax player, Zach Lucas. Yes.
1: Shout Shout out, out Zach Lucas. Shout out. Bomb
2: Crushington. (laughs) And uh, shout out, Boulder. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, he, uh, I met him. Playing at a jazz fest, uh, uh, what is it? Burlington, Vermont Jazz Festival. And I was playing with Rob Morris and uh, <laughs> Gabe Jarrett, great drummer, Keith Jarrett's son, and um, Nick Casarino, it's another friend of ours and a great artist. And I I got to play with him through a friend, Rob, and we played at the session at my house, and we played at the festival together. And I party with Zach. So the next day, and I went to this show at Canal Room, and I'm there, fucked up hands, wrapped up, just like chilling and trying to just enjoy some music, seeing my friends, and I see Zach, you know, in his bandana and gloves, and like, just, I was like, I know this cat, and I ran up to him, and I was like, yo, Zach, what up? He was like, yo, what's good? And he invited me over to the table, I met, uh... Joel Mega Gonzalez that's crazy. and I met Atlas the rapper and like I saw the old formation of the band and and Wiley the old MCs and it was it was a very impressive band to me. There was no singers at the time, only it was like straight hip hop, but it was great playing and you know I was I was impressed and I really dug them, and I wasn't playing at the time, so I just was like yo, I'd love to book y'all some gigs and put you on some spots in New York and I just I fuck with y'all, you know like. And we just stayed in touch, and the drummer Joe, and um, and the and the one of the head rappers Atlas, they just kept calling me, and they were like, "Yo, like, is your hand good? Like, are you interested in playing with us? Because you seem so enthusiastic, and we liked your vibe." And and then eventually, my hands got better, you know, and I was like, "Yo, I'll play." And uh, I started to play with them. We played our first gig at at uh, Kenny's Castaways.
1: Oh, wow. It was a jam <laughs> session, That's good. and then we
2: played at Orbit up yeah. in East Harlem on 116th and 1st and that was the beginning of it and we I just hit it off. We just became friends right away. And Joel was like, "Yo, oh, you fit right in." And then I met everyone and we just became fam and I had a blast and I grew with them and it was like it was like growing the growing years for all of us, you yeah, know. It was like music sure. camp, you know, and being creative and having fun and and, you know, out of it, we all have different projects together, and are writing together, and playing gigs to get corporate gigs, and, and just, you know, kind of bonded for life. So, uh, you know, uh, we don't really play so much, lift a crew, but we'll probably do a show soon. And, you know, out of it, we all have projects, we're all collaborating and writing, and Erin brought me into her project, and... That's how it happened 10 years ago, and it's been a lot of, we played with Big Daddy Kane for a long time, Slick I, I saw that,
0: I was like, dang, man, this yeah,
2: is... So we've, yeah, so we've had a lot of fun, a lot of experiences, and paid a lot of dues, and now we want to just do our own thing, you know? So that's that's kind of where we're at.
1: That was the recap for you. you <laughs>
0: that was it. That was <laughs> the full
1: story. That was like, pretty quick, I, though. I learned That was something. good, yeah.
2: There
0: you go. <laughs> and Dad. so... And
1: yourself? Um, <laughs> I'm Boyd, and I, uh, I'm the lead frontwoman of Phantom Vanity. And I guess I started this whole shindig and wrote most of the music and helped co-produce everything. And it's just kind of been a labor of love that has really just kind of blossomed. And we've just, we've kind of come together as a group to try to push ourselves in this music and to get it to more people and to larger spaces and yeah, just trying to elevate. and.
0: Well, I think you're doing a good job so far. Um, yes. The way I found you guys is funny. It's like basically from doing the podcast, um, it was like an idea in my head for a while. And one of the, one of the things is the layout of the music industry. Um, even in a place like New York, there's so much dope music mm-hmm. um but there's like versus like i'm, I'm from seattle originally mm-hmm. versus like markets like be it seattle or even like chicago where there's more like the local um like the coverage there's like outlets for local artists and like kind of i mean there's all different levels of that but like here you could be touring on some level and your uh, competition for, like, local coverage is, like, Jay-Z or, like, people with all this, you know, like, all the big label. Like, it's, like, on another level of, like, paid promotion. Yeah, sure. Um, and so sometimes there's not, I feel, like, even in a place with, like, New York where a lot of music is from and it's, like, the big city, there's, like, a missing, like, outlet or, like, yeah, a Yeah, there's, missing... like,
1: a polarization, really. You know yeah. what I mean? It's especially because now, you know, venues aren't putting money into their PR for the artists that play yeah. there. So now it's like, okay, great. Yeah, we're going to give you a gig. Good luck.
0: <laughs> yeah. Pack
1: the room. Don't fuck it up. And you're like, great, cool, thanks. But, you know, so it is hard. It's definitely hard for independent artists, especially those that are in the beginning stages or working, you know, just out of their pocket, you know, from gig to gig. It really depends on, like, it's your hustle, you know? And it's really, that's just it. You know, and so I definitely hear what you're saying, and it is really hard. And you know, there are a lot of us that are independent musicians and artists that are hoping to make changes to that, you know. And there's actually a great organization that I'm a part of called Sound Mind Collective, and we're all independent artists that are out here trying to use our platform to help other organizations that are doing human rights, and we have a benefit coming up on the 17th um, to help with ECRB, which is the Elected Civilian Review Board. And they help to, they're hoping to make a review board that's built with people from the community rather than paid politicians that will help to do all the review cases for police brutality. And I mean, that's something that obviously is really needed and important here in the city. And so we're teaming up with them to like raise money and awareness of their organization. And so, you know, Check out Sound Mind, Sound Mind Collective because we really are trying to help the people that are like us, you know, that are under this kind of umbrella of the indie grassroots and that we are self-promoting, we are self-made, and, like, there's a space for us and we should be taken care of But because we are building the culture of New York and we're a part of New York and that's why people come here, you know, and we should be taken care of the way that we take care of everybody that lives here, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, I came across you guys because, um, I I don't know, I think I heard of it years ago, but um, New Blue, like, I had a number of friends doing, like, so I have some friends, they're doing a show tomorrow night, actually. this That'll be whenever, you know, this is in the future when people hear this. But they're doing a show there, and the very first episode was another friend of mine who's doing, like, an EP release. Yeah. And then it's just kept popping up, like, over the past month for me. Yeah. And then, like, when I'm like, okay, let me check this out. You were, like, one of the first, like, projects that popped up. And then I was checking out some of, like, the live videos you guys posted on the Grams. And then I checked out, your like, your EP, your project, and it was just, like, it's dope. Like, it's, it's hella dope. Like, undeniable. And it's, like, that's the kind of thing where it's, like, how do we get this to more people how it's... do
1: we get this to more people <laughs> that is what i need to know <laughs> yeah totally that's that's the that's the ticket you know because we need y'all and i know there's a bunch of people that need us you and know? i
0: feel so because i know like rockwood like there's a couple of venues and i have like stories about venues and restorations um and like Because kind of the thing you were talking about, you know, you're expected to bring out all these people. And even if you do bring out all these people, it's like, hey, let's get you again. And it's like, yeah, okay. Like, what's the deal this time? Like, what are you guys going to do? And it's like, same deal as before. And it's like, what the, like, you know what I mean? The amount of money, like, if you do bring in a lot of people, it's like as an artist, like, it's hard to get, like, like, there's a lot of venues with some I mean, and the a lot of venues are closing, so it's like I get it. A like, lot the, of
1: venues are closing. The rent
0: and all that, like is yeah, a factor.
1: it's terrible. It's it's it's. I mean, the New York music scene right now is hurting. Like a yeah. lot of artists are leaving New York to go to other cities that are popping off that are more, um, for lack of a better term, artist friendly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's so expensive to live here. But, you know, I think that it's important because the culture here is so rich and there is so much history here. And that's why it's such a special place to be as an artist, especially if you're cultivating something new, you know, if you're able to withstand the tides and really find a way to make it work and really use your community and like bond up together. I mean, I mean, it's possible. There's a lot of us out here that are making it happen.
0: Um. So... Like, one venue I know, like Rockwood Music Hall, that's one that I think of as kind of like a listening room, like, seems to be more music-driven. You know, I know there's still, yes. there's always things, but is New Blue kind of like that, but more on the jazz and soul side? Just as somebody coming, I'm going to be there for the first time, actually, tomorrow night. Are you um, going to
1: New Blue 151? Yeah, yeah. It's such a dope venue. Yeah, it's, it's really dope. We were beautiful. doing a residency there since December. Yeah. So we were doing it once a month, and it's just a really beautiful space to perform in. And
2: they're they're the people way are they're nice too. That run it. Oh I mean, yeah, they're really it's nice great. People it's, and they have a great lounge upstairs. It's like one of my favorite hangs in New York. Yeah. Spin all vinyl. Great sound. Yeah. And they pride themselves on like great sound and vibe. And they really carry that, you know. And even mm, the sure. old new blue is such a great spot, you know, like and uh so, I think yeah. they
1: curate like basically to like world music, jazz, yeah. fusion. I mean, they really hit from A to Z and I mean it's really is just about Quality the music.
2: Craftsmen, you know, yeah. they go for, it. it's like I feel, you know. For sure. Whatever style it may be. Yeah. You know. And uh, I mean, like you know, Rob Glassberg will sell out a night there, and then there's a young, a lot of independent artists like us, who are just booking residencies and you know, just trying to build, you know. And uh, I love it. It was my first. I mean, I'd never have been before before I played with a Phantom Vanity. Yeah. And, uh But I've been going to the Old New Blue for years. So you know? I was
0: talking to uh, Trump, this trumpet player, uh, Jumani Smith, the other day, and he. We were I was trying to get to the bottom of this cuz somebody else was talking about the Old New Blue Yeah. and Jermaine Smith wasn't. So what's the history there? I just it's the same
2: people, right? Yep. Um, both. Yeah. Was it a different location? It's like four blocks down on Adams. It's, oh, it's, it's still, still o- open. Okay. It's still yeah.
1: open. So now they have three locations like all within like a like a two block radius got you so yeah so they the they have the original new blues what it's called and they still have shows there every night and if you go on their website you can like look at the different venues mm-hmm. and have the different roster and then new blue 151 is larger obviously it's um, a duplex and then they have the excuse me the studio i guess upstairs yeah. which is a bar and just like a really chill it's, hang and
2: there's like comfortable sofas and couches and great (laughs) speakers and beautiful art and you know and they just spin dope vinyl they have dope djs and like it's so refreshing to go to a spot where you only hear like this vintage fire and and i'm down with serato i'm down with all the technology but it's really refreshing to see cats like staying true to that art form and like it's like it makes you just kind of like want to go home and Listen to records and get better at your shit, you know? It's like, so I, I appreciate that place. And the, like, even the fact that they have a real rose in each venue and, and they have some nice amps and, and, you know, it's just a nice spot, you know? It's like quality, you know what I mean? And, and uh, yeah, it's great. It was, a, you know, a great opportunity and blessing just to have a chance to play there every month for a while, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, hopefully we'll be there again sometime soon. What do you guys do? You
0: guys have uh, some other shows coming. I know there was something uh, music on the Hudson and the weather and yeah, I saw it rained <laughs> so out two sad. days in a row. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, they've been great. Um, Summer on the Hudson. Um, they're doing for celebrate music and women, and that's with Barnard College. And they're going to try to reschedule it. I don't know. They're going to be talking with the New York City Parks this week. Hopefully, it work hopefully it will, out. it will get rescheduled. Um... And if not, then we'll definitely be there next year. I know that. So uh, we have that. We're going to be up in Boston on June 14th at Lizard Lounge. Thursday night. Thursday night. We're going to be in Portland, Maine on June 24th at Empire. So, you know, we're just kind of hopping around a little bit, but definitely up around the Northeast. Jugular. Circular.
0: And are you going to do, do you have any New York shows specifically booked? Um,
1: you know, we currently don't have a New York show booked. Um, we just finished that residency and we're working on some new music. And I'm probably going to probably do a show in June. Okay. Where? I don't
0: know yet. Well, keep me, keep me posted also. Keep me posted. And I'll, you know,
2: keep You can keep clip them that out of the interview and then we'll, <laughs> we'll plug in where it's going to be. <laughs> It is up, New York City. <laughs> <I'm> ready? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I've got you some know. offers. I just need to like I know. do them.
0: <laughs> so uh So, are you? Where are you in the process on like the new um, album and stuff?
1: The new album. In the writing process. Yeah, we're in the writing process. We're like basically it's like
2: four sketches in, you know, yeah. and they'll get done in the next. Probably a month or two, and then hopefully do another four or five, and then pick, I don't know, however we want to put it out, you know. I
1: think we're going to do an LP. I think we're going to go for a full LP.
2: 10 or something? Yeah, maybe 13.
1: Yeah. It's going to be a full one. We're going, I want to go the full Monty. um, The next record, you know, is still still packed with harmonies, rich colors, lyrically stimulating. Some newer sounds,
2: though. Yeah. I'm like a, you know, keyboard, techie kind of sound guy, and so I'm trying to bring that element, and, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and just like, you know, now that there's like a crew, solid crew, I'm sure Aaron's going to work with some other producers, but, you know, we'll incorporate everyone's playing on all the tracks, you know, yeah. but get the vi- different vibes, different people, and, you know, I'm, I'm just open. I enjoy doing it, and... You know, but we're, you know, it's all, it's all grassroots and we're, uh, we're just, we're making it happen, you know, as fast as we can. Do so. you
0: work things out um, on stage too? Like, or do you tend to record and then like, you know, some people don't play anything live until it's, until they release the project and other people kind of That's kind of it interesting.
1: Out. I mean, yeah. this time, because originally when I did the first EP, I was kind of like, you're heading right. I was on my own I was yeah. heading it all myself so I wanted to complete the EP first so that I could give people exactly what I wanted to hear mm-hmm. and so now that I'm now that you know I'm playing with the same people and now that we're kind of banding together I don't know I kind of find that I'd still do like yeah. recording and figuring out the song and writing it and then <clears throat> kind of then digging into it a little deeper to start playing it live. Yeah. But it would be interesting. I know a lot of people do play the music first and then record it. And that's just another layer. I don't know.
2: It's also, it's very compositional. You know, It's so it's, you know, we do a lot of improvising on stage, but, you know, there's arrangements, there's forms, and there's like parts, you know what I mean? Mm. So it's, it's not, it's not, it's not just jam bandy, you know what I mean? It's like, it's Jerry, there's a lot of jazz in it and soul and world vibes, but, but it comes from like a very, uh, thought out foundation, you know, Erin yeah. has a very specific ear, you know, she like, she, and I mean that in a, in a great way. I just like, it's like, she has very strong ideas and is not going to settle until it's like what's in her head. And then is open. If it, if your idea will complement it, you know, I mean, every artist, you know, works differently, but I, you know, for me as like a keyboard player and pianist, like it's challenging and I, in a good way, you know, because uh, they're very original ideas and they're not. She's not compromising, you mm-hmm. know, which is great. So, little bit, you know, but only if it fits artistically, you know. So yeah, I think it's new territory, but it also has this vintage like element, you know, a lot of rows and real bass and drums and you know, but we're beginning to put like we're beginning to put like some program stuff and just some like industrial sounds and you know some vintage like retro synths and you know just trying to bring it up to another place but it's coming from that very soul folk kind of you know Base. yeah yeah
0: uh what are some of your your influences
1: Oh man you know what today I was like I have my buddy's car right now and so I've just been in the car jamming. <laughs> I did out, Nasty Nate. <laughs> Shout out. Um, and I did <laughs> Luther Vandross live at Carnegie Hall. Oh, wow. It's fire. Then I went on to Anita. Then I was on Sade. Then I was listening to her. I really love her. It's so great. I don't know how that. know No, Her. Oh. The artist, her. I don't know how oh. I didn't. I just got put on to her album like last her, week. Yeah. You haven't, I have no, oh, she's so good.
0: I might good. have, but I'm yeah, I'm you not really You really know her. should
1: check her out. She's so dope, great singer, just great songs. And like, yeah, my influences, I'm kind of all over the place. Me too.
0: I can kind like, of hear some of that, <laughs> <but> <laughs> some of those that you mentioned. Um, Fiona and
1: yeah. then, Chapman, you know yeah. what? Yeah, I didn't like. Let It Rain. That album really impacted my life, and I kind of like went through it. Like I would listen to it every day, like multiple times a day. And just like maybe like a week ago, I came back to it and I played it, and there like I had to stand still for a second, and I was like, I didn't because I didn't realize how much of the imprint it put on me. And it was like shout out to Tracy Chapman because that album really did help direct like where my music and my sound was going to go and I didn't even realize it for a long time.
0: Yeah,
2: she's dope.
1: She's dope. She's dope. Shaka. Um I mean, I'll, I
2: I think know. you noticed know, we're just I we're beat music it all. we just yeah. We yeah. just do this <laughs> no matter what. Yeah. You know, we when we hang out, we'll just listen to records all night, dance, yeah. play jam if we're in a studio, maybe recording, right? Or we'll just hang and listen to records and I because DJ we purely love it. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, I come from a, you know, very f- kind of formal musical background, but always listen to jazz records, went to school for jazz. You know, I've played in a lot of, you know, gospel churches. I've played in a lot of pop bands and hip hop. I mean, right now I'm just really into rap.
0: Yeah, I and was I'm, talking about that. like, it's funny. Because, cause... yeah. Okay. Like, well, most, well, probably yeah. similar, like, most of the stuff I listen to, like, Motown, like, all soul, all 70s, like, that's kind of the main thing. But as far as newer stuff, I'm still I listen to, so like, listen to so much hip-hop, like, because so much hip-hop. there's so much. Yeah. yeah.
2: And, like, I'm I'm open to a lot of it, you know? I, I, I fuck with some trap, you know? Also, trap production is becoming implemented in all uh, trap? forms of lyricism. You know, you listen to Logic, Kendrick, you know, Jake, Cole, you know. I also
0: feel like hip-hop is kind of the,
2: like, how jazz was, how blues was, like, it's the newest American, kind of, yeah, like, main like evolution form of, the, of, our, yeah, of artistic yeah. expression, and it's being implemented in, like, all these styles, so, like.
1: Because it was birthed here. Yeah. yeah. So, like, like you're in the birthplace, yeah. you live here. So and for,
0: we're, and, like, our generation really grew up, like, it yeah, started, yeah. like, when we were born and coming up, yeah. and, sure. like, we've grown up with it and seeing the evolution and everything of it you know and we
2: also are living in a time where like what people have to say really matters you know so like strong lyricism for me and i'm not a lyricist i've always found it really hard to write lyrics you know i'm an improviser i'm a sideman she's a great lyricist you know so like for me i don't want to sit and write songs with you if i'm not moved by your lyrics you know your melodies or just your sentiment you know and who you are like i got a vibe with you on a you know, philosophical level. You know, so I mean, you hear cats like like logic. I love logic. Like a lot. He's very underrated, but he's a huge artist. You know, but he's not like such a commercial artist. You know, Kendrick is kind of like crossed all barriers. Jay Cole is fire. Ridiculous. His new ra- record is fire. fire. Some people were
0: hating you know? on now, and I was like, I've for me, I've always liked him and some of his albums. To me, disappointed only in that like. He'd do, like, a mixtape or a single in between. I was like, oh, okay, we're going to go. And then he went a different direction. And sometimes I felt like some of the albums didn't quite reach the potential. But I thought the newest one was pretty solid. Oh, my God, yeah. I think
1: it's so good. I loved yeah. the last... I loved Forest Hills as well. Yeah. And it is so phenomenal live. Like, yeah. he's just a really great artist. And yeah.
0: he's, he's serious, man. He's, he's, he's working hard. He's yeah. grinding. I mean, and I think yeah. people
1: wanted... I think they wanted this new record to be, like... They wanted they wanted him to like kind of replace this like party vibe that we now no longer have a leader in that space, mm-hmm. you know, that was kind of just giving us the party yeah. party anthems. Now that space is vacant, you know, rest and in peace. Yeah. But like that's it, not necessarily that could be him, but that like people really wanted him to do that right. on this record. And it was completely not that. And I think that's why people were disappointed. Because you can't be disappointed in this record. Because yeah. it's like lyrically so juicy so and good. so and good. And the, the
2: production good. is amazing. And yeah. it's so He's thoughtful. Funny. Every sample is like, you know, it's like he just touches on a lot of topics in life that are are like uh, trivial to some people. Or, yeah. you know, religion or whatever you feel. and it just But he says it in such a genuine way. And it, and it just, like, it just touches on, like, humanity, and for me, it's what really matters, you know, and, like, even, like, you know, the new August Green Project with Robert Glasper and Common, like, you know, it's very, like, piano-driven and soul jazz, and it's not super, produ- you know, uh, produced, there's not a lot of production on it, it's just fire performance, you know, and, like, you just hear cats, like, you hear, like, old, like, not say commas old, but you see cats that have, like, OGs in the game. And now they're they're just, like, propelling forward and, like, getting on to late-night shows and, and are playing huge festivals, you know. I mean, all these cats. I mean, I'm just, like, I'm just really into some of these, you know, these MCs that are putting records out continuously, and they're just, like, I mean, Black Thought, that 10-minute freestyle, I've listened to it probably, like, a 100 times, because there's, like, some real knowledge in there, you know, and, you know, cats like him, they're, like, really educated people, and they can do it through, like, hip-hop, and it's still tough, and, like, gully, and, like, it makes you kind of feel a certain way, but it's, like, educational, you know, and and uh, you know, so I, I lyrics are just are important right now. You know. What
0: did you think of the new uh, Childish Gambino? You know,
2: I, I haven't I haven't heard the new you, record really. Oh, you gotta see it. That one, I would say, don't like see it. Okay, and yeah. I and I I'm a big fan of him as a comedian, I, just as a as a person and overall creator. You know, he's a dope dude. I don't even want to say anything. <laughs> like, yeah, just
0: like that one. As I, far as like creativity and like.
1: Are you talking about just uh, this, "This Is America"? Is America. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. There's so much music I haven't gotten around to every record right which now. There's also
0: know. a remake of it already, which was uh, oh, um, problematic, to say the least.
1: Yeah, um, I know. I don't even need to watch that. You I mean, heard about that, right? I, I need her to sit down. I need her <laughs> yeah. to take a seat. People are just in the hating back, out here,
2: man. Thank you. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I, also, for me, is if I like an artist and who they are, even if the record is not. My favorite, as maybe the last one or two ago, like I'm gonna really listen to it and check it out, cause like that's what they have to say right now, you know. So it matters. I don't like disregarding people's records, you know, even mm-hmm. if it's not my favorite personally. But honestly, if I like an artist, I usually am kind of down.
1: I'll stay. With everything. I will stay for yeah. the long haul. Yeah, you know I what really I'm saying. Because like, I'll, I'll at least check it out. Yeah. Because you never know, because you always are growing, and you never know when this next record is going to be something that touches you. Yeah. It's like picking up a book. Yeah. Never, like, I really try never to, like, stop reading a book because you never know what page is going to really grab you.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And checking out old music, like I'm always rediscovering jazz records and soul records and and live cuts. You know what I'm saying? It's like, dude,
1: did you listen to the Patty Austin track I sent you? Not
2: yet, no. no so no, no.
1: I just found out about the Patty Austin track. Do you love me? And when I heard this song, y'all, I went into my kitchen. I put on my little Wonder Boom, and I was like, duh, 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 duh. I'm like dancing in the kitchen. I listened to it like five times. I sent it to my bandmates who didn't listen to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, Y'all, new cover. <laughs> Nobody cares. Nobody listens to it. You care. But
2: <laughs> yo, there's just so much it's music. It's just never out ending. There. It's, it's never this. ending. And now with all the technology, you know, I'm I am i am Spotify or YouTube or I go on on iTunes and buy a record that I just discovered, you know? Lies. And like nice. No, I caught music, but I like <laughs> I find it on I find it on Spotify. I pay for Spotify and yeah I also pay for iTunes music you know it's like yeah. I'm just apple music I'm just I'm just a music fanatic no matter what you know it's like and like I make my living playing a lot of corporate gigs you know weddings, private events I teach a lot of lessons like you know I, I, I'm a teacher during the day with kids like you know it's like music is just my it's our obsession no matter what you know mm-hmm. and our band we all just love this so much. Shout out Rodney Flood <laughs> Walt Williams. <laughs> Kyle Miles, <laughs> Ruben Crane, you know, all the all the all the homies, you know. But we all just love this and uh it's just, you know, we're gonna do it no matter what. I mean so. I think
0: that's the thing, like especially for people trying to like come up and like, oh, what do I do? It's like just if do it. you love it, just do, it. it. Just yeah. do it. That's the most just
2: important thing. Yeah, we had so much fun rehearsing the other day. For our gig that got rained out, <laughs> and we were all like turning down gigs, like just waiting to play our gig. We all turned down. Like I turned down room. weddings all weekend, Dude, you know. And so it's like I know. But you know what? Like I'm glad I did that. I'm Whatever. glad because you know I ended up doing just having time for my family myself. You know, so it's just yeah. it's just like you know you gotta gotta make money, but you also gotta like. Just pursue music you love, you know, find a balance, you know, so
1: and you can make money making music
0: well I've worked with you know? I've worked with yeah. some musicians though who um it, like you can go to the point where like his goal it's one guitar player I'm thinking of in particular was he wanted to only solely uh make money off of music and no other side mm-hmm. hustles, which is cool, but what mm-hmm. I observed can happen is which I don't ever want to happen. And I mean, sometimes you just got to take a step back when this does, but where it's like, of course you want to make money doing what you love, but where what you love becomes a job because you've structured it so that you're doing like, you're like, I'm not going to do this. I have just got to do music to make money. So then you start like structuring the projects and the, the music that you're working on is all about, Money and it might not be any music you believe in or any projects that you yeah. want to be doing, and then it like takes the, the whole point of why you were thinking, like, you know, it's a good goal to yeah. have for sure, and it's good to do, but like,
2: yeah, no one gets into music on the premise that, like, or some people may, but the people who really truly like really put their passion in it, and when they play, it's such an outlet. It's just like you do it because you just need to and yeah. you want to. It's a mixture of both, you know? It's
1: Yeah, but through that, like, like yeah. you're going to make money. Of course. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, if going into anything, I tell Talent with required. It, going <laughs> yeah. into anything with the thought process that you're just doing it to make money, then that's what it's going to yeah. be. Yeah, you know, you whatever go you in. do, whatever you go into something with the reason that you're doing it is going to be the output and it's going to read all over whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. So, you know. And if all of it. You're going the, yeah. in to be famous. Then you're going to do dumb shit, and you will yeah. probably get famous, but it's may not be for the right reasons. Yeah. I mean, it's like anything else. I mean.
2: I mean, look. I, but I'll, there's there's also another flip side. So it's like if you take the craft really seriously and you put in years of making money and doing professional work, where you have to like, you know, be accountable, learn this, no matter what, no rehearsals, show up, be on point, have your stuff ready that teaches you how to like grow and be a professional and then you apply it to the original stuff and then you have this like this like table of content and uh you know bag of tricks and skills and then you can really express your your thoughts like you know to speak well to be eloquent you know to be able to express your thoughts it takes a lifetime of learning and speaking and writing and and failing you know and so like for me it's like I take gigs as a side man even sometimes gigs I'm not maybe crazy about but I always learn from them cuz I, I I go hard at it you know yeah. and like so you know I mean now like when we play it's like it's so much fun you know and okay. it's challenging and- the music you know fan vanity created like it's not conventional forms and, like you really have to like play it a lot you know to really let it like kind of get in you and interpreting your own way and then but you realize it's like wow this whole lifetime of experience has allowed me to even be able to do this you yeah. know yeah, for sure. so you know i think i meet cats that play music that only play their original music only and never did like just professional work for hire and there's stuff that's missing you know there's an edge there's like a you know like a a hardcoreness you know that's missing, which is needed. I mean, you listen to Earth, & Fire, Stevie Wonder, James Brown. Like, these cats were professionals, you know. Miles Davis, Quincy Jones, Michael Jackson, Prince. I mean, they were so amazing. But they grew up, played gigs, played clubs, played events. Like, put in their time, studied. Like, you can't, you just can't rush it, you know. I'm yeah. in my 30s now, and like... I'm Dad. still a student, you know, all day. Like, you know, I teach kids all day. I own a daycare center. And, like, you know, that is a big influence on how I play music and how I deal with people, you know, on a personal level. So, you know, it's like you have to just go, you have to just live your life passionately, you know. So, and I think we do, you know, very much so. I mean, like. We're in here. You know, we, uh, and we're pretty, you know, we're. We're eccentric. I'll say that.
1: You know? <laughs> but, you know, we, we
2: care a lot. You know what I'm saying? We do care a lot. We don't just let go easily of anything. You know, it's not... it's not a Life is not black or white or, like, passive, you know? but uh,
1: Look at Dad you know, spitting all the truth. I'm saying that. <laughs> Come it's, on, Dad. You know, it's like... Yes, life is not passive. That know? is a good quote.
2: Yeah, you have to really... You gotta just... I mean, it's every day is... you can you can fail you can you can give up or you gotta fail yeah oh yeah failing is crucial but you know so i mean it's fun look we're here because we want to be here and like thank you guys for coming out here by the way of course thank you know it's great to have a platform to just talk because this is really yeah this is really what we what we want to talk about all the time you know know what i'm saying like we just want to like spit (laughs) what we feel about you know what we're into and it's many things you know Me and her love to cook, we love to eat, we love film, comedy, we love to talk shit, like, you know. But overall, it's always about, like, people we like and things we like, you know, that's... It's about the growth. Yeah, it's just, and the, the, it's a party, you know what I'm saying, all the time. (laughs) So, you know, it's it's good, you know. Hell yeah. Yeah, Um... you know, (laughs) so...
0: I think, uh, do you guys have anything else you want to talk about right now
1: or any? Yeah. Well, I just want to let everybody know how they can stay in touch with us. Yeah. yeah. Cause that. it's really, we want to meet you yeah. and we want to see you. Um, you can go to our website, which is phantomvanity.com And there's a little bloop that will come up and you can put your name, your birthday, your email. And I promise one day you're going to get a really awesome newsletter from us saying what we're doing and where we're at. Yeah. Um, we're also on Instagram at phantom vanity. We're on Facebook um, at PV thanks you, which is phantom vanity. Cause we do thank you because without y'all and your support and just your general interest in the music that we're creating. I mean, there's really just no point for us to even exist. Yeah. So <laughs> we're out here and we really would love to see you guys at our next show and holler
2: what it do though
1: what it did
0: that sounds good to me and I'll have all that up um, the links and everything in the show notes Um, you want to play play a song yes absolutely cool all right So that was my conversation with Phantom Vanity. Check out their album Vintage Slacker. Check out phantomvanity.com. Check out Sound Mind Collective. Also check out Lifted Crew. I had a great time talking with them. Uh hope you were inspired by some of the conversations and some of the stuff we were talking about. Hope it inspires you to do your thing and pursue your goals and dreams. And remember, it's just, it's all about the hustle. So get into it, get to work, get busy, and I will talk to you soon. Hope you're hustling until then. Peace.